everybody, and welcome to another episode of the SVT Podcast. I am in the driver's seat. My name is Vince, and I'm hanging out with my boys, Sam and Tyler. How's it going, fellas? What's up, man? What's up, Vince? What's up, Tyler? Tim? And we also have Tim on the ones and twos. Um, Oh, yeah. Is it a one or a two today? Oh, man. uh... A two? A number two. Yeah, it was a a number two. It was a one. It was a one last time, so that's why I just wanted to clarify. Um, it's a two. It's a two. I, I'm, it's a two. I'm very jazzed about what, what's going to be talked about today. So, uh, yeah, it's a two. It's a two. Solid two. Love it. Um, it's not... We're going to move on. Okay, so uh, on the docket today, we're talking NFL. We're talking uh, scores, and there was a lot of stuff that happened in the NFL. We'll, di- we'll dig into it. We're going to check in on MLB real quick with the A's and the Giants. And also, uh, we got home runs to talk. And, I mean, a a whole bunch of other stuff, too. There was a scandal in the NBA with the Suns owner. We're going to go all into it. But first up, we're going to talk NFL, and we're going to go over the scores real quick. Uh, Kansas City on Thursday night beat the Chargers 27-24. New Orleans fell to Tampa Bay on Sunday 20-10. Uh, a lot of Tom Brady basically instigating a fight in that one and then uh, got Mike Evans ejected. Uh, so that was a mess. Detroit uh, beat Washington 36-27. New York Giants outlast Carolina 19-16. Miami in a wild game over Baltimore 42-38. The New York Jets, uh, just when we thought they were done, they actually uh, come back and beat Cleveland 31-30. Uh, Jacksonville was all over Indianapolis, 24, nothing. New England survives uh, against Pittsburgh, 17, 14. The Rams beat the Falcons, 31, 27. Uh, Denver uh, eventually pulls it out and gets the win over Houston, 16 to nine. Dallas beats Cincinnati, 20 to 17. And in Sunday night game, Green Bay beat Chicago, 27, 10. And that brings us to me and Sam's teams. Um, the Raiders fell in overtime to the Arizona Cardinals, 29-23. Sam, what's going on, bud? That is the absolute most disappointing loss I think I have ever witnessed as a Raiders fan, ever, all time. Really? Like, like all time? Not, well, not the snowball tuck all game, time? but, you know. Not the Super Bowl, but like a regular season game, that was that's the largest lead they've ever blown. That's a franchise record that they blew that game. That's a historical tw- event. Twenty to nothing happened. at half, right? Yeah, yeah. And Derek Carr, when you have a stat that your quarterback didn't touch the field for thirty minutes. This is true. This is true. Hey, it's closer but, to 40. Do I want to let Dude. you know, I, I heard a stat during the Green Bay game that made me really think about your team and that the Green Bay kicker is the all-time leading score for the Packers. And it really brought me back to Sebastian Janikowski and the Raiders. That's not uncommon, though, that kickers lead, like, uh, what's his name? Anderson for the Vikings is like their all-time leading scorer because all those extra points – in field goals. Um, so it's not uncommon. I get what yeah. you're saying. Sebastian Janikowski is the all-time leader in Raiders points, but 
the odds, you know, every extra point. So every time Tim Brown or Jerry Rice or James Jett or whoever caught a touchdown, Sebastian Janikowski most likely got a point too because of that extra kick. So that's not uncommon. I just want to throw throw fuel into the fire. I will have you know I'm watching my Eagles play right now, so I'm kind of absolved from anything going forward NFL for lines for today. For <laughs> no, it, it was just an absolute shit show. Um, the first half, they looked pretty good. Um, Josh McDaniels came here as a uh, offensive guru, uh, boy genius 2.0 all over again, and um, the offense looked stagnant. Um, they were stuck in third and longs in the second half. When you have third and nine, third and 10, third and 15, you're not going, that, that's really hard to convert, you know, uh, every third down when, when it's a third and long, like pretty much the second half, they were in third and long. And um, the defense, I think the defense is improved, but when your defense is out there for close to 40 minutes, you're, you're going to be gassed. So when they went into overtime that in, in the fourth quarter and then into overtime, that defense was exhausted. Um, you know, there was, uh, I don't know about the, there was the holding call in the end zone in the, in the fourth quarter that was going to be a fourth down. It was going to be a turnover on downs and, um, the Raiders defensive back got, he- got called for holding. I believe, um, uh, even the commentator, I forget the, the color commentator on that broadcast, but even he was saying that was kind of a, a bad call because, uh, uh, Kyler Murray broke the pocket and was scrambling around. And the rule is, is once the, once the quarterback starts scrambling around and gets out of those hash marks, you could put hands on them. You know, you could start grabbing and, and doing things like that to, to the wide receiver. So um, that color commentator thought that was kind of a bad call. When you look at the replay, I thought it was kind of a bad call, but I'm a little biased over here. Either way, uh, the, the, the decision of the, the final score of the game did not come down to that play. You know, um, that play did not define the game. It was the offense. Um, this loss is on Josh McDaniels. He did not game plan well enough against an Arizona defense that's not really – I mean, they got a couple of players, you know, but it's not like this is a top five defense. And you, like- couldn't, you couldn't even move the chains – my, my argument with you, not argument, my agreement with you more or less, but the argument of what the Raiders could have done was that the biggest takeaway I can take is that if you're an offensive guru, like our your head coach is, why is Adams, your top wide receiver that you went out and got and went, and went to go get, yes, he got a touchdown. Why does he only have 12 yards for the whole game receiving wise? Well, even worse, it was like, what was it? It was like four targets or five targets or something Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, they weren't even, you know, a lot of that you could say they were maybe trying to use them as a decoy. Hollins was having a pretty decent game. But, you know, on these third and longs, you you also have Darren Waller and you have the, you know, I know Renfro is getting a lot of heat today because he fumbled twice in in the overtime um, and he's in the concussion protocol. So, if this offense is going to roll, if this offense is going to to be what we we thought it would be, you're going to need Hunter Renfro. He had a bad game. He had a bad fourth quarter overtime. We know about the fumbles, but those were big hits. I don't think any wide receiver 
would have yeah. held on to the ball. Those were massive hits by the Arizona defense. He's in the concussion protocol because of that second hit. Like he right. got absolutely obliterated on that. So, um, I mean, he's a solid wide receiver. It sucks that it happened to him, but I, I don't think any wide receiver in that same position would have held on to that ball. That Those were, um, those were powerhouse hits. <laughs> he got drilled. Um, so I don't really blame, I don't really blame him for it. Derek Carr, I mean, he's the starting quarterback. You're going to get overly ripped and you're going to get overly praised for whatever the franchise is doing. But Derek Carr is supposed to take this leap. You know, we've been defending him for so long. Um, there was quite a bit of throws, especially on these third and long throws, where he wasn't accurate. Unfortunately, the past two games that I've seen Derek Carr, he's he he started the game, I think, 14 of 15 something like that. But the mm -hmm. second half, he did not look accurate at all. The ball yeah, placement was not it, very good. It's also hard when you're on, when you're not on the field for a lot of time, 30 minutes was one of the biggest ones, but that's very hard to be out of in warm, in rhythm. And then you're not at all because you're not on the field. He's not on the field. I, I get, I give him that the offensive line is terrible. This might be the worst offensive line that he's, uh, you know, had um in his raider uh career this offensive line is not very good um they can't really stop anything especially on the edge i mean they're just getting demolished uh on the right side um so i don't know i mean i i you know in the words of uh uh what's his name review bra the the fast food guy i am disappointed and my day is ruined <laughs> <laughs> you know? so i mean that's pretty much all i got on the raiders they're playing tennessee next week um tennessee's a physical football team and I, I i hope the raiders win but it's on the road i would not be surprised if this team is own three that's not my official prediction just yet but if you are down hunter renfro and you you look this bad two weeks in, um, you better start playing uh, with your hair on fire uh, from here on out because you can't go zero and three in this division. And if you go zero and three, um, at best you're looking at a wild card. And I think um, you know if you're going one and four, one and five, uh, playoffs are out of the question. The the AFC is too too loaded uh, to start off one and one and three, one and four. Um, no way in hell you're coming back. Yeah, I think I think the the Eagles. I mean, not the Eagles. The Raiders just need to take it one game at a time. My my, my biggest fear is that they're good enough offensively that they will lead a lot of games. It's will they get the yips and that fear coming in that they'll blow it like they've done twice now. So they just need to win the fourth quarter and get that that confidence back. And I and I think the Raiders will be on the right path. Uh, Tennessee's going to be a tough match. Currently Tennessee's losing 17 to seven in the third quarter. So, you know, if they end up losing that game, they're going to come out like gangbusters, just like the Raiders are. So it'll be a tough matchup, but it'll be an interesting matchup for, uh, for next week, for sure. Yep. That's all I got for the Raiders. So if we need to move on. All, we can... all right. Um, yeah, we can, we can move on. Now it's my turn. Uh, the 49ers uh, beat Seattle 27 to seven. But that is not the story coming out of that game. Uh, it feels like a loss. 
yeah it it certainly does uh the way everybody's talking it's uh th- th- there's all kinds of chaos happening right now trey so Lance, Lance, let me ask you this because yeah. we know we, by the time all the people are listening to this we know about trey lance he's gone yeah. he's yeah. done for the year yeah he's let's had reset, the surgery because you're yeah. the 49er guy yep let's reset okay you were not a supporter of jimmy garoppolo coming the 49ers bringing back jimmy garoppolo am i correct that is correct that is correct yep so how do you feel right now how did you feel when trey lance broke his ankle and was carted off the field what was that moment because i didn't talk to you about this that moment was an absolute gut punch it was like uh it was totally like like i was feeling a lot of things i was feeling terrible for trey lance uh knowing that this was his opportunity to really develop and, you know, take that next step and become possibly a, you know, a top tier quarterback. And unfortunately now you got a guy who's made four starts um, only, you know, only finished three of those games going into his third year on a rookie contract and the rookie contract for a quarterback. That's when a lot of teams are able to make that big move and make the push for the Super Bowl. So right now the 49ers are um they they're they're in trouble. It's 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 kind of rough and I think uh the Niners had a better chance of winning the Super Bowl with Trey Lance assuming that he was able to develop and get better as we expected because Trey Lance's ceiling is a lot higher than Jimmy Garoppolo's ceiling and that's that ceiling, what I was so excited for and that ceiling that is gone ceiling- now. You think that ceiling was going to top Jimmy Garoppolo, what he did in the past in, in less than a season. It was possible. It was in, yeah, it was in the that realm is of possible. crazy person no. talk. Vince. No, 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 That's it's crazy. Not crazy. You're taking crazy pills. It's not, it's not crazy because Trey Lance's skill set is a lot better. His ceiling for what he is capable of doing with you, the deep, the deep balls that we were able to see from Trey Lance were a lot better. And I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo missed Brandon Ayuk on a wide open one in this very game. So I, I mean, Jimmy has his limitations. He's good enough. He's capable of getting to the playoffs and making some noise in the playoffs, but we have that good Jimmy, bad Jimmy that we talked about back in December and January. And I but- am not excited for living this life again, I'm going to live it. I'm going to be cheering for him because I'm a hypocrite and that's okay because I'm a fan. I'm allowed to be, but hey, before, before Sam says anything, I would, I just want to step in here. I will appreciate what Vince has done is doing. He is defending and did defend because we've been in some group chats together and he is defending and will defend Trey Lance to the end, which you should, you know, that's, that's your franchise quarterback. The forty nine. But oh, hold on, hold on. Pick. hold on, hold on. And I and I agree with that. Now, where I disagree is that I don't know to put that ceiling on Trey Lance. I think that's that's a little too much for me. That's like me trying to put the ceiling on on you know the Eagles here to, to make it to the Super Bowl. I I don't think that's gonna happen, but I would love to see it happen. Now I'm saying I, I'm not saying it was definitely gonna happen. I'm just saying it was in the range of outcomes. It was a realistic range of outcomes. The Niners with Trey Lance could have been winning the Super Bowl this year. In fact, I picked them to do it based on Trey Lance because I saw that ceiling being high enough. And him making those deep plays that you need to make 
to be able to, you know, take some pressure off the running game, take some pressure off of the short uh, intermediate pass game as well. And uh, that's and I now also picked the, the 49ers window. in the Super Bowl with the starting not. quarterback of Jimmy fucking G. <laughs> I did not because I, I just want to go on record. I picked. Bengals and Rams. Yeah, <laughs> Bengals knew- is not looking so good of a pick right now. For yeah, you, I am dealing with that. <laughs> we knew, unfortunately, like, I, I'm not a 49er fan. I'm not a 49er hater. I, I watch a lot of 49ers. My brother's a 49er fan. Vince, you're a 49er fan. Um, They're always on. There's a lot of coverage. We live in the Bay Area. So I follow the 49ers closely. And the number one thing that we all – suspected of Trey Lance was was he going to be healthy and we we had this suspicion so I really looked at Trey Lance like they're they're running him and what's frustrating is Kyle Shanahan said was it last year that he's not a running quarterback he's a quarterback that has the ability to run and then when you look at when you compile all the quarters that he played in and then the starts it's a, what is it like four games or something four, of that nature? Four total games he started, but yeah, three and a quarter that he actually played. Through. Right. So, you know, he's averaging in those games 12 rushes a game. If he's not a running quarterback, why are you giving him the ball 12 times in a power, in a power run? That makes no sense. Yeah, the um, the power run that uh, that he got hurt on it was almost identical to the power run that the he Debo. ran. Uh, th- that that uh, no 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 that Trey Lance ran on like a third and six, but they ran it on like a was it a second but down? I think that like, that same play was the same play that Debo broke off for like a thirty or forty yard gain. That was the exact same play. There was yeah. options that get, were given to that, but I, I get where Sam's coming to. You have one of the best fullbacks in the game. Literally, you have the only fullback in the game. Why isn't the fullback? I, I don't know. It's, it's a lot to ask for. Now, you just you get you put Trey Lance in a position. You you had him run the ball in a power run, and he had nowhere to go with the ball. You didn't have an option for him to slide. If it was a design run, it needs to be something where he has the ability to get out of bounds or the ability to slide. And you took away that ability. That's on coaching. And yeah. when the coach has come out and repeatedly said he doesn't want to run the ball like he's Lamar Jackson, because that's a completely different specimen. Jackson's a completely different, rare, generational athlete. What you're seeing is we may never see that again. You know, we that is rare stuff to be I mean, that Michael good. No, nah, he uh, as a runner and a passer. He's doing this faster than Michael Vick. Michael Vick was not the passer he was when he was with I, the Eagles, when I he was with, with the Falcons. He was yeah. a better runner with the it Falcons took, who could throw the ball. When he went to the Eagles, he was, he was a, a passer. passer who can run the ball. Yeah. So I would I agree with that. It, it, Jackson, it took longer for Vick. Yeah. What his MVP season, Jackson, what with 3,500 passing and 1,000 rushing? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I would Trey say your Lance closest is not that. Yeah, your closest thing would be that. would be uh, uh, Josh Allen is the uh, is the ceiling comp. Yeah, but um, even like even even the four ers are cap now. Kaepernick wasn't an accurate thrower, but a deep ball thrower and a running athlete like that would probably be your closest yeah. that we had to mm-hmm. the Mark Jackson. Now, my point to Vince would be, how, like, how would you feel if Trey Lance got hurt and you 
you go to this other stable of backup quarterbacks, your season is over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it was Brock Purdy, um, your season's, the season's done. over. Yeah. You're probably I mean, a top three yeah. pick all over again. Yep. Absolutely. And when I was uh, estimating the season, I figured Trey Lance was probably going to miss a game or two because of, you know, injuries or whatnot. I was not expecting the season ender in the second week. That's really rough. Um, and when I was thinking of him missing a game or two, I was thinking you can survive with Brock Purdy for a game or two, but now that it's a full season in hindsight, hindsight alone, I see like, I mean, I see the value of having Jimmy Garoppolo there. I get it. And, and I mean, Brock Purdy was just not good enough to give Michael, give Mike, uh, Mike Shanahan, uh, Kyle, give give Kyle Shanahan, uh, the benefit of the doubt, like to give him the confidence to say, yeah, we can roll with that. They, they saw Brock Purdy and they said, we need to keep Jimmy. Well, uh, I hope you see the value. He costs you a pretty penny to keep him on the roster. Well, yeah, he um, actually, the, the way the contract broke down, uh, the way they, they restructured his contract. So it's just this year. Uh, he got a base of six and a half or something like that, but he's going to get 250 K every start now going on, going forward. So I mean, so I think you're talking that's four million. Like 16, 16, 17 million yeah. max. Yeah. So so with, it's a it's a bargain deal for a so. starting quarterback. That's a that's a pretty fair deal for a starting quarterback. So he's gonna get end up getting, assuming he doesn't miss a game, he's gonna get another four million, just you know, two hundred fifty K for sixteen games. And then now he's also a... and every win is another hundred K. So right. if the Niners go, you know, ten and seven by the end of the year. Uh, he's responsible for this first win. So um, he'll, he'll, that's another mill right there. That's 11. And then, then you talk into the play into like the statistics incentives. Um, so, I mean, he could probably, he's probably going to get, I think his max was like 17 or whatever he could top out at. I think he'll probably be in the 15 range, you know, something like that. I, I was, uh, I'm not a Trey Lance hater. I was, I was hoping for the guy when they drafted him, I was actually excited that they got him because he has the potential to be a very exciting player. All the reasons that Vince outlined, I do not think that was going to happen this year. I think next year was maybe the year that you can say like, wow, this guy is, is something special. Um, but it, you know, it took some of the best, it took, um, uh, Josh Allen a couple of years yep. to become the passer that he is right now. So for me to say, oh, Trey Lance is going to develop into that type of passer in essentially his first year of starting since college um, because of the COVID year, he only got the, what, the one start, two starts or something like that. Um, so he hasn't started really in two years, two plus years. So for him to develop into the passer that Josh Allen or anything comparable in in one in his rookie season, essentially, that's like James Wiseman coming back this year and 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 being Hakeem Olajuwon. You know that's crazy. No, no I, um, I I hear you on that. I may have been getting you know, a little ahead of myself. So I thought he was going to be good. I did not think the injury was going to happen this quick. But when I saw that he, we saw that you know he started to run the ball. I did not think he was going to hold up and. I'm thankful that Jimmy G is on the roster because I look at it like this. If Trey Lance is done, you just wasted a year for, for, uh, for Bosa. You just wasted a year for all of the players 
for George Kittle, for all the vet for um, Debo and for Debo. Um, What's the Fred offensive Warner. lineman? The offensive um, oh, lineman, Trent Williams. Yeah, Trent Williams. Wait. How much more does he have left? He doesn't have five years. This year, next year, maybe. I think I think he's probably you know, got three. You know, but you know, I mean, but that's he optimistic. doesn't have a lot left. So to say, like, let's get rid of Jimmy. Let's get Jimmy get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to roll with Trey Lance, and then this injury happens. You think it's fair to those guys to waste a year of their career because you don't know if you're ever getting back. There's no yeah. guarantee. I mean, we talked about this before with the Buffalo Bills. They went to four straight, and then they have you know maybe this year they're gonna they're the favorites this year, you know. But I mean, look at the money line. Jimmy G changed the money line of with the 49ers going to the Super Bowl. So as a 49er fan, I'm not a fan, but I'm saying as as the fan base, I am not in support of people that are happy that Trey Lance is hurt. That's bullshit. I'm not happy about that. I don't support that. What I'm happy about is they have a solid quarterback that could still make those dreams a reality for the players that are currently on the roster. I never support injury. I don't celebrate injury, but I'm glad that the 49ers have the insurance policy well, in Jimmy let's, G. Let's play the devil's advocate here. Let's just say I'm not going to do the Super Bowl run, but let's just say they make it pretty far in the playoffs. And we can convincingly say it was Jimmy G who helped this team get there and not more of the defense helped them get there. Although I'm kind of leaning towards the season reality, probably more the defense will get them there, but let's just say convincingly Jimmy G got them to the playoffs high in the playoffs and they got eliminated. In your opinion, Vince, what's the conversation going forward? Is it still Trey Lance's team or the you, or is that, does that create more drama than it ever was when Trey Lance got hurt on week two? I, I think, this is um, I think this is a chance for Jimmy to get another hundred million dollar paycheck from another team is I think that's what's going to end up happening. If your situation plays out, the Niners make a, a nice run into the playoffs. Jimmy, you know, like I, I look at what, you know, Marcus Mariota got a starting job with the Falcons. I the could Falcons see some, suck, but you know, I, I mean. Uh, th- there's going to be a few t- a few teams that are going to need a quarterback. I'm looking at Indianapolis. Matt Ryan looks like <laughs> shit. He's right done. Now. Like you he know? looks like he looks like Ben Roethlisberger. That's yeah, what it looks he, like he looks he looks cooked. Okay, so I mean Indianapolis. I mean, that's a team that you you think they're possibly in a similar situation to the Niners, where they're you know like they have a lot of good pieces. They have a good defense, but like it's their it, O-line it's, is garbage. The, the O-line is uh, yeah. It's basura. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's going to be teams like Indianapolis that are going to need a quarterback. And I think that they'll be willing to overpay a little bit for another retread. Uh, and that's what Jimmy is at this point. He'll be a retread for another team. And I think the Niners are going to go looking for, um, a cheaper veteran quarterback option as a backup. There's only one way Lance. he comes back. There's only one way. The 49ers win the Super Bowl exactly. with Jimmy that's Garoppolo. It. That's the only that's way. It. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. At, that, the only at way. that point, that's the only way. And Jimmy has to like be a reason. He can't Trent Dill for his way to the Super Bowl. Exactly. Know? Yeah. It would have to be Jimmy won those games and then won that Super Bowl. It can't be well, the, year, the defense won that. 
the year they went to the Super Bowl and lost. If they win that Super Bowl, they don't draft Trey Lance. They do not. They're, yeah, they're they're just going to ride it out. So, you know, um, I I wanted to shift gears a little bit and talk about Kyle Shanahan a little bit yeah. because some stuff was resurfacing about Kyle Shanahan in Washington um, back when they were the uh, the Redskins, um, and his dad was the head coach. So you hear about this interview that resurfaced with uh, Michael Sh- with Mike Shanahan talking about what happened with RG three and that um, RG3 went to the coaching staff and said, I don't want to run the ball. And they were like, why don't you want to run the ball? And he goes, uh, um, "What's what was the other cu- quarterback? Uh, uh, Kirk Cousins? Yeah, Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins uh, is there. You know, well, Kirk Cousins doesn't run the option. Why do I? And they said, because Kirk Cousins doesn't run the option. He's never ran it. He's a pure passer. Eventually, we would love for you to be a pure passer, but right now you run the option. And then uh, Mike Shanahan, you know, said, we got to, we're going to have you run the option. And pretty much almost immediately, you know, that's when the injury started to mount up for, for RG three. We know how that played out. His career is over. Um, But I, I'm kind of concerned a little bit. I'm not saying Kyle Shanahan is glad that he got hurt or celebrating. He got hurt, but he's been getting a lot of heat. Kyle Shanahan's now getting a lot of heat for the post game conference because he was just cold Turkey about it. He didn't really, it seemed like he didn't really give a shit. We don't really know. We don't know the details. We're not in the locker room, but some of the insiders are saying some of this stuff. What, what What's your view on this? Uh, what's your view on Kyle Shanahan Vince right now? Right now. Um, I'm a little bit uh, suspicious of Kyle at this point. I mean, I, I kind of have to be. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I, I just I, I'm starting to wonder, like, I mean, you bring up the RG3 stuff. Um, I don't know if he knows how to utilize somebody who's capable of being a runner, a running type quarterback, um, because I mean, he's just grind. He was he just ground RG3 into the ground. And that's kind of what was starting that's kind of what was starting to happen with Trey Lance before this injury too. I mean, he only had four chances to do it. So I don't want to go that far that that was definitely happening, but um, I, I, I start to wonder, can he develop somebody into a pat into a passer who has skills? I mean, RG three was not some schmuck. He was a, he was a first round pick and he, you know, he, he played really well that first year he got Washington, into the playoffs and, you know, out of nowhere. So, uh, I, so think, I, uh, I look at, he, can he do it? Can he develop a quarterback? I don't know if he can develop a quarterback. I just, my I don't final question him. about the 49ers would be, do you think it's time that the 49ers ownership remove the final? Cause Kyle Shanahan has been able to decide the roster, decide the draft picks. Essentially John Lynch works for him is the power is the power uh, chain is Kyle Shanahan's on top. Do you think it's time to remove this general manager from Kyle Shanahan and just allow him to focus on coaching and stop picking, uh, you know, the draft picks? I think so. I think it's probably, yeah, we, we need Kyle to focus on coaching stuff. And, um, I, and I get that you want to, if you're the chef, you want to be able to buy the ingredients for the, for the stew, but, uh, at, at at a certain point, um, it's it's just 
it's not working out at least for the skill positions right now. Uh, we look at Trey Lance uh, and I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't see the value looking back, moving up from 12 to three. Um, you could have probably still gotten Mac Jones at 12, you know, if you really wanted to get who a might, pocket, who, who might wanted fit to get a better, pocket who might yeah. fit better into the Kyle Shanahan system. Yeah. You know, I mean, so. it's tough. To, I mean, if, yeah, you know, it's it's tough to look back, and I'm I'm not trying to do that too much. It's it's just an unfortunate situation. Um, I, I think we need to talk about a different unfortunate situation right now, just real quick in the NFL. We'll call this an extra point NFL specific. The NFL on Thursday, the fifteenth, they <laughs> unleashed their Hispanic Heritage Month announcement, and it was a shit show. Uh, they basically just took the NFL logo, put it in like black and gray, and then did the little tilde over the N. See, now it's Spanish. It has the N, yeah. Okay, that's what that was. Because I was like, what is going on here? It <laughs> was <saw> that. embarrassing. <laughs> um, it's it, it's like, I, I don't know who the hell is in charge of PR at the NFL, but wasn't there one brown person in the building to go hey uh guys i i don't know that that's the best idea i mean and if there is did they even bother listening to him or give him an input give her an where input were you wait, wait, wait where vince were did you, you say sam where vince, were did you, you say one or one one i, didn't I mean they could have had one one yeah one yeah <laughs> one it's gonna be running bit so uh just keep rolling with it because uh, yeah, it's gonna be happening all season yeah <laughs> God, this is, it's an absolute clown show. Uh, Roger Goodell is who we, exactly who we think he is. He's, uh, I, I, I'm just, I'm disgusted and I can't, I can't even, I can't odd and I can't fucking fraction over this. It's, ugh, okay. Can we just laugh at it? Is it, is it okay just to laugh at it? Um, yeah, yeah it's, for fu- sure. it's, it's fucking <laughs> stupid. Let's laugh at it. I mean, I laughed at it in disbelief on uh on thursday when i saw it it's it's ridiculous and uh i it's highly offensive okay i think that covers that and i think we've uh, exhausted our nfl talk uh, well, why don't else? you go why don't you go for something controversial to an nba controversy controversy that i'm very oh, curious hey, here about. we go here we go yeah so let's talk nba real quick uh son's owner robert sarver is uh has been what was it? it was a ten million dollar fine, and he's yes. been he's got a one year suspension. Yes. And Tyler, let's uh, talk details. What what's what's happened? Do you do you have that pulled up for us? Or I, I don't, but I can just tell you off the top of my dome here that he is is as a workforce, he's very sexist, and by sexist, I mean kind of borderline. Well, he's not borderline. He is. He's racist at the same time. You know, um, he's come out on the record and said that that women don't belong in certain roles and position. They below they belong in a certain position and it's below me. Like there's things of that nature that has been said by Robert Sarver. There's also been certain choice racist words that have been used. Um, there's been documents of players saying that he came into the locker room and just flew out the N word left and right with a hard R not a uh not a soft a here going on so um yeah robert yeah. sarver is a pos in my life and and i think 
as an owner, a minority, I'm not a minority, I'm a, you know, the owner, he needs to be removed. And there has been majority owners that have asked for his resignation. Um, it's been a long time coming. You know, there was a tweet that I saw from LeBron James saying that the NBA did this wrong by Robert Sarver. And I kind of got upset, but then I read the rest of the tweet. And basically what he was saying was that a one-year suspension a $10 million fine, that's nothing to a multi-billionaire or to a guy who doesn't even go to the games. He maybe goes once a year, you know? So I think it's it's right that it needs to be that he needs to be suspended indefinitely and needs to sell the team. And a $10 million suspension is a slap on a wrist for a guy who's multi-billionaire. So Robert Sarver needs to be relinquished of his role as owner of the Phoenix Suns. I agree with you, but you know what? LeBron James is not the fucking person that I'm going to take uh, civil discourse uh, approval or decisions from when he w- is talking about all this Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, which, you know, we all support. You know, we're, we're all pretty liberal on the show. But then when you all of a sudden don't know anything about human rights when it came to Hong Kong and China, then, you know, clearly he shut up because of his paycheck. And a lot 100%. of NBA players shut up because because of the paycheck, because the shoes and the merch is made over there, and then China banned them. So the only person, and I don't even like this person, but the only person that was right in the NBA was Daryl Morey, because yeah, he was uh, the one that criticized what was going on over there. One hundred percent stood with Hong Kong. But like it or not, LeBron James is still the face of the NBA, like it or not. We like to think Steph Curry is because we're biased, and I think he does have a hierarchy up there, but like it or not, LeBron James is still the face of the NBA. Yeah, Steph Curry is a face of the NBA. LeBron, as long as he's still playing and still involved in the league, is the face. I I would agree to that. Um, So uh, that brings up, you know, way back when, uh, Donald Sterling was the former owner of the Clippers, and he he was a, uh, essentially forced out of the league, and so I'm wondering why wasn't he for why wasn't um, Robert Sarver forced out for hit for this comment here? Because the the Phoenix Suns didn't rally around like they did against you know the Clippers, and and what I mean by this is that they didn't they boycotted games. The Clippers didn't want to play games. The Clippers didn't want well, to show up. There was that up. game where the Warriors were playing the Clippers. It was the playoff they, game, yeah. It was a playoff game, and they were going to come out. However, Chris Paul and Phoenix Suns players have come out and said he should sell the team. So we don't really know how this is going to play out. You know, if they if they season starts and they're not going to take the court, you know, I think that's what it's going to take. Yeah, okay. I, I, I suspect that this was the uh, uh, th- this one year suspension is like it is an opportunity for the NBA to try to find a new owner for the. Well, it's also on Chris Paul too, and and what I mean by that is that Chris Paul is also the head of the uh, NBA the Player Associ- Association Union. So Chris Paul headed the one for the Clippers. Essentially, it just kind of oddly fell on his lap again that he needs to head this one again. Uh, Tim, you were saying something. Yeah, um, I mean, it might be controversial, but it's like, uh, obviously, everything that this guy has said, from a business perspective, you're just not treating your employees, right? You're not treating, you know, the club, right? But um, is he is he a good owner? 
just no. from a business perspective is he do is he providing no. for his team is he making sure the, like the team happens recent, to be winning right recently. now but recently but i mean that they've been bottom dwellers you know fairly recently as well they're i mean the, the phoenix suns are a bit of peaks and valleys like in their history they've never actually won a championship but okay. i mean they they came close in the 90s uh, but he one, wasn't one was he the owner was he the owner when like uh the steve nash years was he yes how far does he go back yeah. sarver yeah. was the owner. i will tell you this sarver and, and I, i've got i just ah oh, fuck this sucks but tim I, I i'm inclined to say that yes he made the right choice with hiring james jones as the gm and james jones has made positions of finding players and acquisitions so i will give him that and that's as far as I will give him that he hired the correct GM that is that was needed for the Suns to put them where they're at now. But outside of that, anyone could have hired him. And Sarver, though he takes the responsibility of doing that and the the, the credit for that, it's really hard for me to agree with anything else that he does other than that. Yeah, because I, you know, obviously. He's, uh, I don't know the guy. I just heard of his name this week and I was just I like, I know him. He's a dick. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like <laughs> we're somebody friends. Somebody can be a dick. Somebody can call people names and all that kind of stuff. But if they do the job, it's like, well, I mean, yeah, they're an asshole. But uh, like if they're doing their job and they're doing it well, it's like, uh, I guess they can remain an asshole if they got all the money. You know, I like, think you, I think that stands true if you're an asshole in the sense of like you're difficult to work around or you push people to the edge because you know like you know i'm in the construction industry where you got guys that are like you know there's certain managers in the world who are like come on let's let's keep going keep going like what do you need to take a break for you know where you, you get stuff done you're kind of difficult but then every you know when you're done with a big project they they buy you a big lunch and you get a big barbecue and you know well, yeah. You know, there's kind of that boss that it's kind of rough to work around, but they take care of you at the end or, you know, you get a couple of days off when it's all done, you know, but when it comes to like being an asshole, that's like being an asshole, but then there's like being racist and sexist, which no amount of winning is a deodorant for being a racist, sexist person. And, you know, so he, from what I understand from the uh, few articles that I read, is that he's been asked by his sphere of influence by by leadership of the Phoenix Suns mm -hmm. that said you're saying things that are inappropriate in the workspace you can't go around saying the n word even if it's in translation even if it's saying person A was talking to person B and he called them expletive you know you can't it even in passing. Okay. Maybe the first time we can understand that now, you know, and you shouldn't do that anymore. He continued to do it. And then it was about women and then it was back to race. And then, so yeah. it's, um, it's a long, there's, there's, um, quite a few accounts of this, not just in the past year, two years. We're talking back to 2004, right? You know? This is yeah. decades. Okay. Um, and if you're if you're doing this for this long and you're not changing, then this is who you are. And yeah. that's not being an asshole. That's being a racist and that's being sexist. So it's, it's I understand right. your point. 
but I don't think it's, I don't think it's here. I don't think it's uh, for yeah. uh, for Sarver. Well, yeah, just because of the climate that we're living in right now, I was just like, okay, how how sensitive are people being about this, and you know, how long has it been going on? And so, having context definitely matters. So, I will, I will, I will tell you this though, Tim, that like what the Clippers did in in getting him the owner out, I think is, I think it's easier done in the demographics of Los Angeles than it is probably in the demographics of Phoenix, Arizona. I agree. So True. there is that. It's, yeah. it's, it's not that also maybe the Phoenix too, Suns haven't tried because they probably have the players, but it's maybe a little bit more difficult to climb that mountain than it would be to do in a LA setting. Also too, the I Clippers stink. They were terrible. They, yeah, but like, they had two players out. PG was out, you know, and, and Leonard was out. So No, I'm talking about the entirety of, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. of, that, that of Sterling's franchise. ownership was terrible. Hey, yeah, that, Billy that Crystal's their number one fan, though. The doggest of shits. Like, <laughs> they were no, it's Frankie team. Muniz. Frankie Muniz <laughs> Frankie is a big Muniz. time. Uh, Frankie uh, Muniz is trying Clippers. to buy parking lots and sell them for a million dollars, which he has done. Good for him. <laughs> That's a, he's a good kid. Yeah, out of bed. He's still he's still twelve, you know. <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> forever twelve. Yeah, he's been still locked in a time capsule, stuck um, in the middle. All right, I think we've uh, talked enough about that jackass. Uh, let's talk one more NBA note we have here. Steph Curry, our boy, he inked a lifetime deal with Under Armour worth yeah. up to one billion dollars. Yeah. And- get that money and also billionaires are bad and so i was like a little heartbroken it's like like i I imagine that kid uh the meme with the the kid with the gun who's crying it looks like he shot his dog or whatever (laughs) like me uh the way the poo outfit going on here yeah me going exactly (laughs) me going billionaires are bad steph curry becomes a billionaire me like crying (laughs) i don't know man if no, Steph Curry no. walks in front of me, I'm going to fall in front of them and see if I can get a lawsuit out of it. <laughs> yeah, like a, a couple million will just fall out of his pocket. It's like, oh, I don't know where else to put it. I'd put it yeah. in the pocket. Here's a hundred grand to get you to, to not make this a show. I'm, like, I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> can I be on Holy Moly? Please, please. <laughs> Poor favor. Oh, man. Oh, no, okay. Good for him. Good for him. Good, we always good for we say this all the time in the show. As a player, you only have so much life expectancy for your career. Go get your money any way you can. We ain't Absolutely. mad at you. Do what you got to do. Yeah. He just Good seems like him. a very cool dude, just overall. A very yeah. cool dude. Good player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, I got a couple of extra quick points about uh, the Sharks real quick. Uh, spring, tra- uh, spring training. Preseason is starting. Uh so uh, the Sharks have unveiled new uniforms. They're going a them. lot more teal. I um, hate them. They, they're going teal hats, uh, teal buckets, teal gloves. Um, they're losing the orange strips uh, and they're, you know, replacing them with teal. That's going to be a lot more. Um, I, I don't want to go say full monotone, but like it is going to be a lot more teal for team teal. Um, you hate them, Tyler. I do. I do. I think they feel 80-ish and old I don't I would have rather it been a retro alternate jersey I hate it I don't like oh, it yeah yeah they're also coming out with like fanny packs too like with a uh, neon yeah <laughs> I would be interested if that was <laughs> that the I'm case but that's with. not the case yeah <laughs> that I'm fine with I'm, I'm totally okay with fanny packs mm-hmm. yeah I mean 
I, I want to like them more than I actually do. Like I'll, I'll admit, like I, I maybe if they, you know, win a bunch of games, I'll suddenly like them a lot more because then they're lucky, but I just, I, I don't like them that much. I, I want to like them more. I really do, but I just, I'm not there yet. You know, I'm, I, I can't get myself there unless the team starts winning and I don't know if they're going to do that this year. Well, uh, uh, Tyler, didn't you, you know, during our, uh, um, you know, our texts and stuff, I, I think you put up the, you know, the image of the hat and you were just like, it's just too, too bright. I don't, I can't, I can't stand it. It's too bright, too much teal. Right. Yeah, that's a true, that's true. I, I think to me, to me, it feels very monochromatic or like very plain and uh, and that to me gives me an 80s vibes nothing to say against the 80s i do like some 80s things you know like um i'm totally into well that's 90s so never mind i was gonna say the padres uniform but that's that's totally 90s i'm looking at them now i think the only they look a little silly but i think the only real gripe i have is the um the tubes across the belly yeah I mean that's that's, like, that's a hockey that makes style. Them, yeah, that makes them look really fat. Those are some fat sharks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you're saying is that what you're saying is that they should have been vertical stripes, not horizontal stripes. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. if you just have or the piping, stripes, the piping on the the elbows is not too bad. Yeah. But on the belly, it looks uh, looks a little weird. These, well, these are called the evolved jerseys. That that's a traditional hockey look. And it's more traditional in the sense of like they were bigger people back then and they also wanted to look bigger because when you're skating down and you're getting hit by a dude who looks like he's bigger, you don't want to get hit by that guy. There was definitely a reason why those stripes were there. It's It was an intimidation factor, mostly produced by your Boston Bruins, but you know, who, who I'm not going to say they were the original ones, but... That was one of the reasons why they wanted it because they wanted to look bigger in their uniform. Well, I'm reading something here that it is <clears throat> with the uh, teal uh, helmet is that uh, it's supposed to honor a little bit of the the seals. That makes sense in the 60s. I think it was. Yeah. Are we going back that far? Yeah, we are, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the seals were in the 60s. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Oh, Oakland based for those of you who were unaware or for the uninitiated. Which is okay. why you got your Giants. Which is me. Seal. Yep. Yep, there we go. Okay, so that brings the hockey discussion to an end. Uh, so let's jump over to MLB real quick. And we have a home run check. Ju- Aaron Judge, uh, before we started recording today, is at 59 homers. Uh, he's got you know 15-ish games to go. I think he's going to get to 60. I think he's going to get there. I think, I think 62 is going to be in his rearview mirror within the next – but by the time we're recording next week um, and Albert Pujols is at 698. So he's got 15 games oh, to get two more so, homers hit so seven hundo. Um, God, I yeah, want him to get there so bad. And it's like, I mean, at this point, the way these guys are mashing, um, I, I, I would not be shocked at all if we were talking about both, both of those players having those 762 in the rearview mirror when we come oh. to talk next week. I mean, that's For what sure. I'm expecting. Uh, so we're, we're going to see how that's, how that shakes down when it happens, but I'm looking forward to that discussion because these are uh, Aaron judge is a, uh, like, you know, he's a MVP candidate. He's been playing his ass off all year and the Yankees are going to be the number two seed in the American league. 
in no small part because of Aaron Judge. And we're talking about an all-time great Albert Pujols, uh, who's just been a, a true ambassador of the game, somebody that a lot of people look up to and a lot of people love and respect. And I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't be happier for him, for him to get there and for him to do it on the Cardinals too. It feels the, uh, justice, the OG justice. 10-year contract. If it wasn't for Pujols, 10-year contracts would not be a regular thing nowadays. That's, that's right. 10 years, 250 mil from the Angels was what he signed back in 2000, the 2007 season, I, I believe, right? Something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he went from wearing red and white to red and white. No, it was, it was 2010 season. And he's back to wearing yeah. red and white. Yep. There we are. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you have a note in here, Tyler, about your yes. Padres. Um, you're you're yeah, I'm a little, I'm a, you're I'm a little, little nervous, a little I'm shaky a little, right now. Yeah, a little butthole puckered. Um, <laughs> gosh, Padres, Padres <laughs> might, might, they might, they might be Q4 of the Raiders of the last half of the MLB season. Um, they are currently second in the wild card spot, which is great problem that we're running into is the Phillies who by the way the Phillies excuse me where'd they come from I have no idea I didn't pay attention to them and that's my fault but mm. the Padres are only they got a, a manager game up. <laughs> that manager you mean the, the one that went to San Francisco or the new one no the new one they got a manager uh, they got a, this is true they got a real one <laughs> <laughs> so the Padres are a half game up of the Phillies and only two and a half up of Milwaukee with how many games left? Like 17, 18 games left? About 17 left for um, the Padres is what it looks like. Um, it's getting yeah. tight. I, not all of us can be Mets fans and, you know, just lock that in, you know, real quick. But, uh, you know, I like to live my life on the edge. You know, that's why I picked <laughs> the Padres. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, my Mets are in good shape, 93 and 55. They're, you know, uh, they're locked into the number two seed. So I'm feeling good about the Mets right now. Um uh, you you got you got a two game lead on uh, the Braves, so the I mean the Braves are close, but uh, you're either going to be the two seed or you're going to be the top wild card. Either way, that's a good spot to be in if you're the Mets. So, yeah. Why you got to bring that up? Why you got to bring up Matt Olson? I, just, <laughs> so- uh, I didn't mean to. I didn't say the name. You said the name. Okay, so I mean the Padres are still currently in the playoffs right now. The Brewers are the only team out on the outside looking in that could catch them. So uh, they're two games out of a out of the third spot. So two and a half back of the Ooh, Padres and, and the Phillies. They're well, only the a fi- half game ahead. They're they're you know, well. I mean, they're a half game ahead of the Phillies. But even if you fall to the sixth seed, you're still in. You're still in the playoffs at six uh, seed because six teams make the playoffs. Oh, correct, 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 correct. So correct. so they're. I mean, the Padres are still. You know they're still in good shape. They've won their last three. Uh, they're six and four in the last 10. So uh, it's not perfect, but you know, it's, it's probably good enough to get the job done over the last two and a half weeks of the season. Um, yeah. I mean, just to check the, um, the, the playoff standings right now uh, for the American league, you're wild. Uh, you got the Astros Yankees guardians are leading the divisions Blue Jays, Rays, Mariners are your wild card teams. The Orioles are four and a half games back of the final wild card spot. It's a little, it's a little far. It's a little tough to ask for with 15 games left. I don't know that they're going to be able to do it. Um, the White Sox are just a couple of games back of the Guardians. Uh, I think they're like three back. 
that's not happening. Uh, four, they're they're four back, four back with seven with you know as much as much as I I, w- I would agree that the White Sox needed to win this year. That's not happening. They're a it's dumpster fire of a team right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, I, I think they're gonna have to blow up the coaching staff on this one. Tony Larusa just it did not work out. They got rid of a guy that was good for somebody who was a legend and emphasis on the word was that whole AL central is a, is a dumpster he fire. Year. He did one year. He had one year with the, with the white Sox where they, they were pretty good. And then when what's his name hit the Homer, <laughs> Yoan uh, Moncada, who is now is he on the, the giants or something. He's now with oh. the giants. Okay. Yeah. So the, I mean, let, let's just check in on our local teams real quick. The A's went two and four last week. They got a split in Texas, one game apiece, and then they went to Houston and uh, uh, dropped three out of four. So that's rough. Um, I mean, you got guys making their major league debuts, getting their first career hits. So like you get the feel good stories about that kind of stuff going forward, but you know, it's just, it, it's, it's a rough end to an abysmal season and the only thing that we're looking forward to right now is just getting Howard Terminal done at this uh, point. Breaking, breaking news on the AL. Um, the Astros have clinched the AL West with their win over the Rays tonight. Okay. So there it is. The um, the Houston Trastros are your AL West champions, and uh, they can go suck a nut. Uh, <laughs> All the nuts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fuck them. Well, <laughs> now and forever. Do you think the A's uh gonna how many how many hundreds of games they're gonna lose? Because they are they're definitely gonna lose a hundred. Yeah, I mean they're they're at ninety four losses, losses right losses, now. So yeah, I mean, and you've got what fifteen ish games to go. They're three and seven in their last ten. Can I we just, can we can we just do this? So we're we're on the watch of Albert Pujols hitting seven hundred. We're on the watch of of uh, Judge hitting seventy two. No, sorry, sixty two. Sixty two. Um, can we say we're on the watch now to see if the A's will lose a hundred games this year? They're definitely when, losing a hundred. When? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I let's mean, just let's just see what happens. Yeah, let's I mean, just, and what's see? sad? This is the only the second time in A's history this is going to happen. So yeah, mm. and this is A's history, not Oakland A's history. Yeah, A's history. A's oh. history. Talking Philadelphia and Kansas City and seventeen. Oh, wow. That's right. Well, the other time was uh, what night? It was uh, Dave Stewart was on the team, I believe. Nineteen it wasn't a hundred. No, no, it, no. Was, it was an Oakland A's team at a hundred losses because Brody Brody Brazil Four? was talking about it. Oh, I must have missed that. So, I want to yeah, think it was the year right before they like ran the table. I want to say it was eighty. Six? Well, they're definitely going to get. They're going to be in position for a top two pick, probably. How we saw how the, that worked how out. Does the draft. They're, how does the draft? They're, they're, um, it, it, it's by it's by record. So I mean, right now Washington uh, has the um, the number one pick. They're the worst team. They're fifty one and ninety five. The A's are about a game and a half back uh, ahead of them. I mean, they're fifty. I just want to put this on the record. Who is, the, who's the, the A's? The A's top pick is the one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I just want to put that out. Yeah, that's a wasted pick. I, I just, yeah, it, I, it, it's probably about time for the A's and Billy Bean to move on. I know we've all said it before, but it's, I, I think it's time for some fresh blood and, you know, whatever happens, happens. So um, 
this next week, the A's have three versus Seattle, three versus the New York Mets, and then that'll conclude the home, the home portion schedule. Uh, uh, so then you got, you know, a couple games on the road and that'll be it. Um, as for the Giants, they went two and four last week. They won two out of three against Atlanta, but then got swept by the Dodgers. And then they're, uh, they're this coming week, they're, they got four on the road in Colorado, three on the road in Arizona. Hey, Sam, we've been there. um yeah so it's just another uh, another rough season i mean we thought that the giants could possibly sneak in as a sixth you know as as the sixth seed as a possible last wild card team and they're 11 games back they're not gonna that's not gonna happen it's um they basically really overperformed last year and it's just it's it regressed to the uh to the far other end of the spectrum so I think that's uh, that that'll wrap up baseball talk. I think unless you guys got anything else you want to dive into. I am good. Uh, just real quick. Howard terminal, uh, the city of Oakland is supposed to be coming back to work because they get a big old break. Um, because that's what government needs to do is take a break. When you have a billion dollar <laughs> deal on the, on the table, um, they should be coming back. Uh, there's supposed to be a meeting uh, in the next week or two about Howard terminal. So, Maybe by next show or or the next two shows, we should have a pretty big update, whether it's good or bad. So keep a keep a okay. gear out for that. All right. So we've got a couple extra points here for starters. Um, Brett Favre is a piece of shit. Oh. And this isn't just me as a Niners fan saying it because he beat the Niners a few times back in the 90s. No, fuck this guy. He stole five million dollars from mississippi the poorest state in the fucking union to fund his daughter's volleyball team because brett Favre is a piece of shit um and i just keep also vince yeah has a micro penis that's right fuck him and his micro penis which is i do i do want to point out internet i do want to point out that one of the most prolific thing about this whole scandal here is that he literally with a tweet that I mean, not a tweet, a text message that anyone can read online, he asked the governor of uh, what the fuck is he at Mississippi? The, Mississippi. He asked the governor, "Do you think the media will find out about this?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the governor was like, "No, no, don't worry. We never doesn't, got caught before. Doesn't he have five million? I mean, come on." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, made, yeah. He made over a hundred <laughs> mil, and he played in the nineties. He didn't play now, you know. So he, I mean. He definitely made over five million with Wrangler's jeans. Yeah, I I know he made a he lot. Definitely of money off made of that a million off of Copperfit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm glad Mary left him in the like ditched his ass in there. Something no, about real, Mary, Tim. Fuck I don't know if you, for real, Tim. I don't know if you know this. It was a few years ago. I think it was Aaron Andrews. He was sending nudie pics to a reporter. I think it was Aaron Andrews. And then the photos got online and it was literally a micro penis. I don't know if it was Aaron Andrews. I think because Aaron Andrews, um, she was someone that like somebody drilled a hole into her hotel room and like took like uh, naked there, pictures. But you of remember her. Brett? But, yeah, I was sending yeah, he, he was someone, sending it to something. I don't know if it was and Aaron the Andrews, photos got yeah. out and he literally it was literally a micro penis, Tim. Dang. <laughs> like Tim, have you ever watched scary movie? And like the yeah. scene where like the Polaroid picture gets in his locker room, he goes, "Dude, I don't have a small penis. It's it's a natural thing. It's it, that's what it looked like." 
oh. just like <laughs> that. It's yeah. So anyway, um, Brett Favre is a garbage human being, and uh, with a small I, penis. Yeah, <laughs> with and a small he, penis. And may he rot in hell. Um, yeah, I, I think this is an extra point, so we don't need to spend a lot of time on this. Um, uh, so NBA midseason tournament, it looks like it's going to happen. Um, it's another way for to grab attention for the NBA in, you know, in, in a period where there's not a lot of other stuff going on. The NFL is obviously happening in December, uh, but the but you can like snag attention for games here and there throughout the week with, with the NBA. I just want to point out that basketball is going back next month. and I'm super excited about it. And uh your boy is going to be locked in this year more than he has been because I'm trying to see what the Warriors can do this year, and I'm very locked in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, um, I think that's going to do it. We had other stuff on the, uh, on the docket to talk about, but we're out of time. So uh, I think we're just going to call it a show, gentlemen. So you can follow us on social media at SVT Sports Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We're on YouTube now. You can follow us there, SVT Sports Pod. Send us an email to SVT Sports Pod at gmail.com. Please slide into our DMs. And we look forward to interacting with you. Send us all your fun little videos of um, kids playing wiffle ball and dad hitting the homers and then pimping the home run like that. That's fun. It's good stuff. <laughs> Well, you guys have a good night, man. It's always been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. We'll talk to you guys later. All right. My name's Big Sam, and I hit dangers with a micro penis. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Later. <laughs>